The Devil Wears Prada. In Manhattan, Andy Sachs meets British-accented Emily Charlton. Once you've worked a year for Miranda Priestley, you can get a job anywhere you like. Emily alerts everyone Miranda's on her way. Top designer Nigel shouts that everyone should gird their loins, asking if someone ate an onion bagel. Andy tests her breath. Emily arranges Miranda's glass of San Pellegrino. Messy desks are tidied. Shoes are swapped with stilettos. Makeups applied using webcams. Miranda says tales of Emily's incompetence don't interest her. Emily must tell Simone she asked for clean, athletic Smiley. She sent dirty, tired and paunchy. Miranda wants to be dropped off at the Michael Kors party at 9.30pm and picked up at 9.45pm and wants torts filled with rhubarb compote. Miranda wants pictures of a lovely, slender female paratrooper for her piece. Miranda says Andy obviously has no sense of fashion. Nigel thinks Andy must be there for a before and after piece. At reception, Emily calls out to Andy. She's hired. Andy's boyfriend, Nate, amazed to learn Andy got a job at a fashion magazine. He works in a restaurant. It's 6.15am. Andy must collect Miranda's coffee. It's a no-foam skimmed latte with an extra shot and three drip coffees with room for milk. Searing hot. Andy's late delivering it. If she messes up, Emily's gone too. As far as responsibilities go, Andy gets coffee and runs errands. Emily manages Miranda's schedule, her appointments, her expenses, and goes with her to Paris for Fashion Week. The book is a mock-up of everything in the current issue of Runway. They deliver it to Miranda's apartment nightly, and she returns it in the morning with notes. Nigel arrives with stilettos for Andy. She politely declines. Miranda needs 10 or 15 skirts from Calvin Klein. Andy should make sure they have Pier 59 at 8am the following day. Miranda wants Demarchelier on the phone, intensely critical of Andy's look. Andy takes the stilettos. She tells Emily Miranda asked about Pier 59 and she needs skirts from Calvin Klein. Andy is sent to Calvin Klein. Miranda needs Andy to go to Hermes to pick up 25 scarves. Also, Andy should pick up Cassidy's homework from Dalton. Miranda walks through. 
dumping her coat and bag on Andy's desk. The run-through is at 12.30. Miranda chooses every single thing in every single issue. She leafs through clothes, saying she's seen it all before. Nigel tells Andy to watch and listen. Miranda asks where the belts are for the dress. It's a tough call, they're so different. Miranda silently agrees. Andy snickers, thinking the belt's identical. Miranda says what Andy doesn't know about her blue sweater is that it's not just blue. It's cerulean. In 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns and then it was Yves Saint Laurent who showed cerulean military jackets. Then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers before filtering down through the department stores and into some tragic casual corner clearance bin where Andy, no doubt, found her current sweater. That blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. Andy thinks she made a choice that exempts her from the fashion industry. When she's wearing a sweater that was originally selected for her by the people in that very room. Miranda barks a command and dumps her bag and coat on Andy's desk. Miranda wants eggs. Andy must collect some Polaroids and have the brakes on Miranda's car checked. Miranda's girls need surfboards and flip-flops. Miranda wants her shoes picked up from Blarnik, and then Andy should get Patricia, her Saint Bernard. Miranda wants a reservation for dinner. Andy has Patrick de Marchelier on the phone for her. Andy tells her father, being Miranda's assistant, opens doors. Miranda's flight back from Miami is cancelled due to bad weather. Andy should call everybody with a jet. Andy fails to find a flight. She fights back tears when reprimanded by Miranda, saying she did her best. Andy thinks Miranda vicious. Nigel says Andy's not trying. Miranda's just doing her job. Runway's a shining beacon of hope. Nigel tells Andy to wake up. Soon agreeing to help picking out clothes for her. Andy's soon weighed down with luxury items. Andy walks into the office looking transformed. Emily and Serena stare open-mouthed. Even Miranda briefly pauses to observe Andy. Andy has exciting gifts for her friends. An $1,100 Bang & Olufsen phone. Mason Pearson hairbrushes. Clinique. A $1,900 Marc Jacobs bag for Lily. 
Nate questions the bag. Rubbing his wrists together, Doug says an accessory is iconography, used to express individual identity. Andy tells James Holt she's picking up for Miranda Priestley. Christian Thompson is there, and Andy praises his writing. He learns Andy works for Miranda Priestley and calls her Miranda Girl. Miranda insists on seeing a designer's collection before they show them. Miranda gestures rather than commenting. James's collection gets pursed lips. A catastrophe. Nigel witheringly reiterates to Andy that Miranda's opinion is the only one that matters. Suitably impressed by Andy, Miranda asks her to deliver the book. The book is assembled by 10.10.30. Andy should leave the book on the table with the flowers. There are three different tables with flowers on. The twins appear, mischievously telling Andy she can give them the book. Miranda spots Andy and Claire's. Emily's horrified by Andy's naive audacity. Miranda needs the unpublished manuscript of the new Harry Potter book. Her girls are leaving for their grandmothers at four, so the book must be there by three. After a lot of stressing, Andy sees an advert for Christian Thompson and calls him about the manuscript. Christian manages to get the manuscript. Andy presents Miranda with it and her Starbucks. Andy made two copies, had them covered, reset and bound. The copy there is an extra. The others are already with the twins on the train on the way to Grandma's. Miranda asks where they are on Testino. Nigel says Zach Posen's doing some very sculptural suits. So Nigel suggested Testino shoot them at the Noguchi Garden. Jocelyn suggests enamel accessories. Bangles, pendants, earrings. Miranda says they did that two years ago. Andy and Emily are both told they should be fully prepped on the guest list for the upcoming benefit. Miranda invites everyone. Then her assistants ensure they all think Miranda knows who they are. Someone approaches Miranda. Emily says it's John Folger, giving details. The conversation goes well. Another guest waves at Miranda, but Emily's mind goes blank. Andy ultimately interjects, saying it's Ambassador Franklin, with details. Emily quietly thanks Andy. This year, 
Andy will be going to Paris instead of Emily. Miranda gives Andy professionally no choice but to go. Emily takes the news badly. She says Andy sold her soul the day she put on that pair of Jimmy Choo's. And Andy doesn't deserve all the luxury clothes. At Lily's photography show, Christian pecks Andy on the cheek. Lily's watching and storms off. Andy then tells Nate she's going to Paris. Nate wishes she'd show more integrity. They agree to take a break. In Paris, Nigel says they're celebrating with champagne. Massimo Cortellioni is investing in James Holt's company and taking it global. Nigel is set to be James's partner. Christian tells Andy Paris is his favourite place in the whole world. She sleeps with him and wakes up to learn Jacqueline Foley will be the new editor-in-chief of Runway. Andy calls Miranda to warn her. Miranda immediately hangs up. Andy knocks impatiently at her door, but is insulted and told to leave. Later, Andy tells Miranda what she heard. She thought if she told Miranda, Miranda could fix it. To a room full of fashionistas, Nigel gives Miranda a fawning introduction. When James chose the new president of James Holt International, he chose from within the runway family. He chose Jacqueline Follet. Nigel and Andy are dumbfounded. Nobody can do what Miranda does. Any of the other choices would have caused the magazine to suffer. Miranda has a list of designers, photographers, editors, writers and models, all of whom have promised Miranda they'll follow her whenever and if ever Miranda chooses to leave runway. Miranda was hugely impressed at how intently Andy tried to warn her, but Andy says she couldn't do what Miranda did to Nigel. Miranda says Andy already did that to Emily, choosing to get ahead. Andy soon throws her phone into a fountain. Andy tells Nate he was right, and she's sorry. He just got hired as sous chef at the Oak Room. Andy will miss the late-night grilled cheese sandwiches. Nate says they'll figure something out. Andy arrives at the New York Mirror. Greg Hill says her clips are excellent. Also, he received a fax from Miranda Priestley, saying if he doesn't hire her, he's an idiot. Andy tells Emily she has lots of extra clothes from Paris for Emily. Quietly fighting back tears, 
Emily says she could help Andy out. Emily hangs up and smiles. Andy spots Miranda berating her new second assistant on the phone. Miranda notices Andy, who waves. Inside the car, Miranda watches Andy walking and smiles. Starring Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, Adrian Grenier, rated PG, directed by David Frankel, released in the UK 2006, runtime 1 hour 49 minutes.